Welcome to the Compelling Words Podcast. The Word of God is meant to move us. It's meant to call us to action. Listen in as Kevin Purdy teaches and presents a genuine and compelling message from the Word of God. Do you remember that classic Disney movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Do you remember what the dwarves would sing as they made their way to work every morning in the mines? They would line up, they'd walk that path, and they would sing out. They'd say, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. And then they would whistle this happy tune. I don't really know that people are whistling on their way to work. I don't know that they're singing. And if they are singing, their song might be a little bit different. They might be singing, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Most of us, we know that feeling. We know what it feels like to owe something. Because most of us have bills and or debt that we are making payments on. A bill is a payment for a continuing service, a utilities bill, a phone bill, an internet bill. A debt is a payment that you owe for a loan or a service that's already been done. Maybe you have a house payment because you have a house mortgage, a house loan. Maybe you have a car payment. Maybe you have a student loan from when you went to college and got your training and education. Maybe you have consumer debt, credit card debt. Maybe it's a hospital or a doctor's bill that you owe for something that was done. To have a debt and to owe something to someone is not a fun feeling. It's uneasy and it's restrictive. It's like a chain around your neck or around your ankle. Maybe not around your neck, but around your ankle, holding you back. Last year, the average debt in America, including the house mortgage, was $137,000. The average credit card debt for an American person today is $7,100. The average auto loan debt is $27,000. Those are big numbers. That's a lot of debt. But it's not our greatest debt. Our greatest debt is what we owe because of our sin. You see, God as creator, in all of his authority, he determines what is right And what is wrong. He sets the expectations. He sets the standards. He sets the rules. And when we sin against God. We are breaking God's law. His rule. And a broken law. Is a crime. And a crime has a punishment. The punishment. Is what we owe. There's a penalty that's due. There's a payment that must be made. When we break the law, we are placed in debt. We earned a punishment that must be paid. In the Bible, 
we read about King David. And if you remember, King David had an illicit affair with a woman named Bathsheba. And we read about that affair and then we read about the actions that David took to try to keep it secret. David sinned big time. God sent a prophet named Nathan to confront him. And in Psalm 51, we hear David's prayer. Psalm 51, verse 1 through 4 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. David knew that he had sinned. He knew his sin and he knew that his sin was against God. He knew that he deserved God's judgment. He deserved the punishment that he was about to receive. He recognized that. I would imagine that if we were really honest we would easily say the same thing. I, I don't know about you, but for me, the last several weeks, the last few months have been rough. And I, I hate to say it, but the tension and the stress has exposed my sin in big ways. Maybe you can re- relate. Maybe your frustrations and fears caused you to do or say things that were wrong. Maybe your anger led to actions that you regret. Maybe your thought towards others has been harsh. Maybe the insecurities caused you to have a selfish heart. Maybe it was arrogance or a lack of empathy. Maybe it was pride. Maybe it was jealousy. Maybe you turned to a sinful habit trying to find relief or comfort. Maybe the isolation made you very cold and calloused. Quite often, quite often when things get hard, when things get difficult, our hearts get exposed. And I know that I still struggle with sin in my heart. Have mercy on me, oh God. Do you feel the weight of your sin? Imagine carrying a backpack and hiking to a destination that you need to reach, but with each and every sin, one more rock is placed into the backpack. It doesn't take long before the weight is more than you can carry. What do you do? How can you be set free? How can the weight be taken from you? The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a church that was being misled. They were being told that Jesus wasn't enough, that there was more that was needed. Jesus wasn't all that was needed. There was more. Faith in Jesus was good, 
But to be forgiven for your sin, you also needed to follow the rituals, the law of Judaism. And in addition to that, they were also being taught an early form of what we call Gnosticism. The Gnostics taught dualism, that the immaterial, the spiritual is all good and the material world, the physical world is all evil. And according to Gnostic thought, salvation had to be achieved through spiritual intermediaries that went between the spiritual and the material world. And those spiritual mediators could be approached only through this special wisdom or knowledge that had to be attained. So when they considered Christianity, they couldn't accept that Jesus was God because God would never have anything to do with the physical world. God wouldn't have anything to do with this evil, physical, material world. Therefore, they started teaching that Jesus was one of these mediators, one of these spiritual intermediaries that would go between the the physical world and the spiritual world. And if you wanted to be forgiven, if you wanted to be saved, you needed more than just Jesus. You needed that special knowledge, that wisdom. Well, Paul confronted that. And Paul set the record straight. We're looking at the book of Colossians. Today we're going to look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1 through 5 says this. And this is Paul confronting that idea. Paul says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you. And for those at Laodicea. And for all those who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. For though I'm absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ Jesus is. Paul's writing because he wants to encourage them. He wants to unite them together in love. And he tells them, I want you to know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You see, the mystery that they did not know, the treasure that they wanted, the wisdom and the understanding that they thought they needed could be found in Jesus. Jesus was the mystery of God. Jesus was the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Paul was saying, you don't need anything else. You don't need to look anywhere else. Jesus is all that you need. We need to hear that today. We need to hear that today. God is not found with some secret information. God is no longer a mystery. God was revealed in Christ. In John 14, 9, Jesus said, If you've seen me, you have seen my Father. You've seen God. Therefore, In Christ is where we place our faith. That's where we place our trust. 
We live our life planted, rooted, secured, established. We live our life planted, firm in who Jesus is. Paul writes more in Colossians 2, verse 6 through 10. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the fullness of God. We don't need anything more than that. We don't need anything more than Jesus. If we want to be right, if we want to be with God, if we want to be forgiven, if we want to be saved, we don't need anything beyond Jesus. When we are in Christ, we are reunited with God. There's nothing else that's required. There's nothing else that is needed. Remember the image of the backpack upon our backs, filled up with rocks, representing the weight of our sin, weighing us down, too heavy to carry. Every rock reminds us of a different sin, the harsh word that was said in anger, the lust that we gave in to, the greed that we tried to satisfy, the lie that we lived behind, when we took what didn't belong to us, when we ignored the need that we could have met, the pride that we carried, the arrogance we showed, the judgment we made, the lack of compassion, the hateful thoughts, the unforgiving heart, the sin goes on and on and it's too much, it's too heavy. The guilt, the price, the debt that we owe, we cannot pay. It is too much, it's too great, it's too big, it's too ugly. The horrific weight of our own personal sin is more than we can bear, more than we can carry, more than we can pay. But Jesus, Jesus is all that we need. Colossians 2, verse 13 through 15. When you were spiritually dead because of your sins and because you were not free from the power of your sinful self, God made you alive with Christ and he forgave all our sins. He canceled the debt which listed all the rules we failed to follow. He took away that record with its rules and he nailed it to the cross. God stripped the spiritual rulers and powers of their authority. With the cross, he won the victory and showed the world that they were powerless. In our sin, we were dead. In our sin, we were dead. But in Christ, we're alive. Our sins are forgiven. Our debt is canceled. I love that feeling. I love that feeling when you make the final payment on a debt that you've been paying on. 
You make that final payment, you write that last check, you send it off, and it's done. It's over. I love that feeling. What a powerful feeling of freedom. I remember when we paid off the last student loan, when we made the payment on our last student loan, and it was like, yes! What a great, powerful feeling. That's nothing. Not even a drop in the bucket compared to the debt that Jesus has paid for us. He paid our eternal punishment for sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus never sinned. Jesus never sinned. Jesus was fully 100% divine. He was God in the flesh. He was also 100% fully human. And he was tempted. He was tempted. Tempted, but he never gave in. He never sinned. You see, Jesus didn't owe anything. Jesus didn't owe anything. That's why he's the only one who could die for us. Because he didn't owe anything. He wasn't making payment for his own sin. He was making payment for our sin. He was a perfect sacrifice. The only one who could be a substitute for us. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe because we have a debt that we cannot pay. Have you ever been blessed by someone else making a payment for you? I've had a few times where I've been on the receiving end of that type of generosity. The waitress comes to the table and says, you don't know, your bill's been paid. It's an awesome feeling. I've been blessed by the generosity of people. I was all set to take my very first mission trip into Haiti, and at that time I was wearing contacts. I didn't want to go into Haiti and have to deal with contacts. I always wanted to have LASIK eye surgery done, so I started thinking, is, is this the time to do it? So I, I got a quote for it, and there was just no way. I couldn't fund a mission trip and eye surgery. Just a few days later, the lead minister at the church where I was serving called me into his office, and he said that someone had just given an anonymous donation, an anonymous gift to the ministry staff at the church. The donor wanted it split up and divided evenly between all of us. And so he said, here's your portion, and he handed me an envelope. And I went back to my office, and I opened it up, and, and you guessed it. <laughs> it was the exact amount that I had been quoted that I was going to be charged for the eye surgery. No one, no one except Leanne and I knew that I had been considering LASIK. And no one certainly knew, no one knew the amount for, for sure. But the bill was covered even before the charge was made. <laughs> it was awesome. But what is even better, what is even more awesome and worth so much more 
The debt we owed because of our sin was paid by Jesus. 1 John 4.19 tells us that God first loved us. He loved us even before any sin had been charged to us. And then he loved us even after we became guilty of sin. Romans 5.8. God shows his love like this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The payment is made. It was a gift given by God. We just have to say yes. Believe in who Jesus is. Believe in what Jesus has done. Place your faith and your trust in Jesus. Submit, surrender, give yourself over to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Your sin is a weight that you cannot carry. Your sin is a debt that you cannot pay. Jesus is all that you need. He will take the weight from you and he will place it upon himself. He will take what you owe and he will mark it paid in full. I owe, I owe. Where can I go? The only place you need to go is to Jesus. Call on Jesus as Lord and Savior. Acts 2.21 Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 22.16 And now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much that you loved us and sent Jesus who gave his life and paid our debt. God, our sin is so heavy and it weighs us down and it breaks the relationship that we could have with you. It earns us a punishment. The scripture reminds us that the wage or what we earn from sin is death, eternal spiritual punishment. But God, that debt has been paid, that punishment has been taken by our Lord and our Savior Jesus. May we now live on the other side of that generosity. May we live grateful lives following you in obedience, surrendering and submitting to who you are. Because God, you gave everything for us. Forgive us for trying to find other ways, other things that we think might be necessary to be good, to be right. May we just place all of our faith, all of our trust in Christ. I ask this, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a moment to rate this podcast. And if you'd like to leave a comment, please send an email to c.wordspodcast at gmail.com. May the word of God be living and active in your life.